Yeah, so let's um, let's try a recap. What do you guys say? What happened last time? Some sunglasses. We got angry. Yeah. As players. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also as characters, but... Uh, we escaped. We, we were put in and subsequently got frustrated with and thus escaped from uh, prison after we had been framed by the dick majordomo of Naboo after he made a deal with... This is what we assume because we weren't able to prove it, but mm -hmm. um, made a deal with the... Oh gosh, what are they called? The Free League? The, the Free, free Realms League. League. The Free Realms League. And now they're taking over Naboo. So we escaped um, and got back to the old hunk. Also during all that time, Velamin was calling Kiyama and being also a dick. Being unhelpful. Just saying, get here. Well, We're trying. Um, which... Then what we got on the ship, and I think we took off for Agamar. Right. Um, there is, if you which guys we recall, said two weeks would be the journey. Yeah, I mean, because everything takes two weeks. <laughs> every, every, everywhere is two weeks away in space battles. I noticed that I've used that uh, measure of time a lot, so I'm poking <laughs> fun at myself. Because um, in, in my mind, for whatever reason, it's an amount of time that signifies that a journey is serious, but not so long that we have to do a whole bunch of sessions detailing the journey. It's the, Fortnite. It's, yeah, the, the Fortnite is the perfect amount of in-game time to elide, but to count and be meaningful. Um, so the, the portal that you're going to take is in the Ramamul system, and it's going to go to Generis. Did you say um, the Rama Manual system? Yeah, we we <laughs> went over we went o joke. we went we went over this last time. We we <laughs> went over this last time. Okay, I just wanted to confirm. Yeah, uh, get all your get all your Rama Manual jokes out now, um, <laughs> but also be aware that you did last time too. I also want to know that I I want you to know that I have another different joke that I could be making, but I'm not because I think it might be too Jewish and niche. Um. So I'm just holding it back. One, one interesting thing about when you as a Jewish woman talk about your Jewish experience is that it sometimes sounds weirdly anti-Semitic. <laughs> I, can't, I can't make this joke. It's too Jewish. Whoa. Yeah. It's a very different vibe <laughs> no, if I say like, that. Hang on. You, no, but like, but like, seriously, if I just was like, hey, did you say Romamu sequence? Like, system, would you have any fucking clue what that meant? No, I no. Hope, So I there we go. Some... I made my point. It's I not a funny joke are... to you, even if it's delightfully funny for me. <laughs> I hope that there are some non-Goy listeners out there, I guess. Mm-hmm. From a Jews out there. <laughs> this one's for you. Sure. Um, does in anybody have any non-anti-Semitic jokes that they'd like <laughs> to make about Generis, potentially? Or can we move on? Where is Generis? Generis? <laughs> uh... Daenerys is uh, in L5. That's very close mm -hmm. to Agamar. Oh, that was not supposed to oh, be the right thing there. that happened. Yeah. Wait, what happened? Um, what's up? I didn't see anything, so... You're... Also, dark mode was added, and that's delightful. Is it? It makes yeah, the galaxy map look better. It, it does. does. Make the galaxy map look better. Weird. I, I, don't I don't love like it how it makes the character... Map. I don't like how it makes the character sheets look. I like could not read them anymore. Oh, I had to switch yeah. back to light mode. Oh, I weird. like light mode better. And I'm usually a dark mode person. I was bummed. I'm uniformly a light mode person. 
Yeah, I, I I do like the dark mode for character sheets, actually, because I'm just, I guess, a sicko. <laughs> dark I side like, over here. When I say you couldn't read, like, I literally, literally couldn't <clears throat> read, like, some of the headings and stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. think the contrast, I don't think the contrast of, like, the yeah. skills on that gray background is... Yeah, yeah. Sure. But I Roll wanted 20. to like it. We like the attempt, however, we have some critique. <laughs> um, we'd like the contrast to be a little bit better. So. Brian is so upset by our comments that he just left Roll20. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> Sick of I want the dark mode. Yeah, I love the dark side. It I don't want. I don't want to feel good. I want to be evil. <laughs> um, I need everybody to refresh uh, after I've uh, fucked around with the API sandbox. So now, yeah. Cool. Uh, I gotta reopen my character sheets. Oh Jesus! Cry about it. <laughs> hey, I can roll dice now. Oh damn! Oh, there's already dice in the pool. Okay. Yeah. So, in a interesting turn of events, a, a rare occurrence. Uh, there are more light side points in the pool than dark side uh, to start off with. It's what we deserve. Have not fallen to the dark side yet, so it's rewarding us. No. Is what that means. <laughs> yet. God, no. Okay. Chuckles, I'm in danger. <laughs> that's, that's just Kiyama constantly. <laughs> My spidey yeah. tentacles are tingling. Chuckles, yeah. I'm in danger. <laughs> You're we all in danger s- all the time. We haven't even started the episode yet, and I'm like, that's the episode no. I can tell. No, yeah. Okay. Um, so, to elide any more fucking around, um, I, elide is not the right verb there. Um, I'm doing great tonight, guys. I worked out for an hour, and then I uh, consumed 1,800 calories and 140 grams of protein inside of 20 minutes. Because oh um, managing my body is uh, some sort of extreme challenge to me at all times. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I will uh, say I'm impressed. I got yeah. yes. I got into a shower right after that and I almost threw up. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like the, the, what is the Ghostbusters, the Puff Marshmallow Man? Sounds yeah. like something they would do. Uh, the Slimer, maybe? I don't know. <clears throat> What's a ghost anyway? I'd afraid of no ghost. Uh, so what I need is. Um, I do have a question. Are we going sure. straight to Generis, or are we? Is there going to be time if we wanted to do something on the ship before we? Um, land? So that comes up to the uh, next roll because oh, okay. I need okay. uh, I need Mia to give me a piloting space as she pilots the old hunk through space. I think my character sheet disappeared when I looked piloting space. Getting Celia, how many? No, no, no. I was going to ask you a question. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, how many ranks of skilled jockey do you have? I think I have two. Okay, perfect. Then you rolled the right thing. Because uh, there, there are two black dice that are getting added to that roll and then getting subtracted for your skilled jockey. Um, the reason that they are getting added um, is becoming more and more apparent uh, is that thread that you are rolling uh, is building up mm-hmm. uh, because uh, the old hunk is starting to live up to its name. Um, and there are strange rattlings and crunchings that are mounting as time is going on. 
Uh, but uh, with that triumph that you have rolled, in addition to the four successes, uh, the trip is going to be you know significantly shorter. You are pushing the old hunk very hard. Um, it's making 0.5 past light speed, whatever that means, just as your father would like it. Um, so the travel time is going to be cut down to nine days instead of a fortnight. Okay. Due to the uh, excellence and strength of your role. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, um, logistically, since, you know, Xi is trying to heal from wounds, etc., you know, there, there's some give and take to you guys making good time, but at least Velleman won't be able to complain about you guys being late. Hmm. There's no question about that. Uh, so w- there are nine days in which you guys can do things on board. Um, w- what are some ways that you would like to spend your time? Can I heal myself after a week? Okay. <clears throat> Please give me a medicine test. Okay. Yeah. It turns out that with broken ribs, you really just need to wait. Uh, so I waited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is, I've heard about broken ribs. Yeah. Um, ribs, famous for healing smoothly and easily with nothing but time. Okay. So you are on arrival. I'm in, you know, you're, you're going to need to arrive in Generis first before arriving in Agamar. But, um, when you arrive, you will be uncritically injured. Woohoo. Uh, Kiyama, you had sounded like you had something that you wanted to be doing. You were asking about transit time. Yeah, I, um, I'm going to go find Mia, which I'm guessing she's in the pilot's cockpit, pilot seat. Probably. Probably. I mean, the ship does have autopilot, um, when you're in hyperspace, so she doesn't need to be up there all the time, but. Yeah, I feel like she's either in the cockpit or she's like tinkering around to make sure the old hunk is like hanging in there. Sure, force of habit. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll go find her, and um, I'm I'll just sort of I guess lean up against the wall and uh, say, "So, how are you feeling about going there?" I hope Ronus is alive. Yeah, I I don't think alive is what we have to worry about. But what do you mean? I think it depends on how much Velamin is going to let on that he has some sort of plan or if he got found out. Anyways, his master is someone who takes over bodies. Mia's going to just sort of stiffen and sort of look off into the middle distance for a brief moment. And then she's going to say, well, we're not going to let them keep Ronus. Yeah, just hit him over the head pretty hard. Seems to have done the trick. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Um, I did want to ask. So the last time you were in, well, I guess we all were in imperial custody. You were going to be executed. Doesn't surprise me. And you know it was punishment for Sen, right? And he helped Velamin do this and let us leave. He is going to give a wry smile at that. That doesn't surprise me either. Why does he care so much about you? Mia's going to roll her eyes for like a hot second. And she's going to say, I know you don't believe me, but he's not my boyfriend. I don't know why he cares about me this much. We were friends. We were really good friends. But it was never romantic. At least, at least I don't think it was. And she's going to frown and sort of think for a moment. And she's going to go, I don't know. I was younger than I am now. Maybe I was an idiot. 
I probably was. I'm pretty idiotic now. He's a good person, and she's gonna sort of begin pacing a little bit agitatedly. I think that he just, I don't know. He cares about people, and he cares about doing good things. I can see him getting on the wrong path and thinking that he's right. But I don't, I don't know why he would do all of this for me, except that I care about him and he must care about me too. Would you risk the same stuff for him? I mean, probably not, but that's because he works for, like, the true empire. And I don't, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him in harm's way. I'd see if I could help him, but I wouldn't, like, help him escape. I don't, maybe I would, I don't know. She sort of, sort of is weighing everything. And I also think she's weighing what it was like to be, like, in prison for, like, a day, you know? Like, the sort of, like, oh, the realities of that. And also, I mean, obviously she was imprisoned on Bellaman's ship, too, but that felt different. I'd try and make sure that nothing bad or undeserving happened to him at the very least. Okay. I have a feeling that when we get there, there are going to be many things that are going to try and trip us up and not just blasters and lightsabers. He means a lot to you. And he, they also have your brother. Do you think they're going to hurt him? If they wanted to hurt you. Why'd you have to go and say that and make it complicated? Yama just sort of rolls her eyes and shrugs. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty obvious, honey. This one's not hard to see. Mia's going to put her head uh, in her hands for like a 0.3 seconds before realizing that Kiyama is still in the room and that she absolutely cannot make that gesture without being mocked for probably the rest of her eternal days. Uh, so she bites her lip. Less bites, more chews for whatever that distinction is worth. Less sexual for sure. Less sexual, but also like... <laughs> I think it's more like thinking and less like hesitating. Like she's literally chewing through all of this information right now. And sort of, I think, I think in the back of her like goldfish sized brain, she's like, what if he is in love with me? Like, what if everyone's like making fun of me has been not because of me, but because of him. Like she's just sitting there being like, wait, that wasn't, that can't be, wait, you know. Wait, this would actually solve the whole puzzle. Hang on. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Wait, he's risked his life for me multiple times. What? And I think she's like starting to triangulate like, you know, you know, the stories you hear your parents about like how we fell in love and how we started dating and like her mom being like, yeah, he was a total jackass and I totally wasn't in love with him, but I totally was. And she's like, oh, shit. (laughs) In fact, I even think she says out loud, oh, shit. Oh, put a hand on her shoulder and squeeze it and just say, just be careful. Yeah. I'll try going in there. Oh, We're going careful, up again. Though. Certainly not this, but no. it's not you. They want this time. So there's at least that. And Mia's going to give her a sharp look. They're after you. And it is a statement, not a question. Yeah. Or at least that's what Velaman needs. I'm not going to let them get you. I but hope it doesn't is- come to that. I hope so too. And I think Mia's actually going to start tearing up because she's thinking not just about losing Kiyama and losing Ronis, but also losing Ashka uh, and not knowing what happened to her bud. Uh, and Aww. just being just being a little sad baby who's trying to grow up. I got to stop giving you guys so much transit time. There's too many. I know. Too many, too many feelings and emotional conversations that we don't get to have when you're like, and here's a terrorist attack and now you're in prison. 
Yeah. Listen, we bring the catharsis. We do. But um uh Colette and G, are there any other moments of catharsis that you guys need to have? Um last last call on catharsis. <laughs> I, I I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I guess I mean at some point I'm gonna ask what our plan is. Um yeah, I can wait. We can wait until Celia gets back with her food and then we can I think that's a very valid question. That's a fun question. Because I, I feel, I f- yeah, I feel like we're just like, all right, let's go to the the mind well, control bad place. So I also the last conversation Kiyama had with Veleman was probably not in public. Correct. Yeah. So okay, yeah, there are things I need to tell you guys. Yeah. And like, I'm game to game to roll with what's whatever's happening, but I it feels like at the very least we should pull out Eshka's old hat and put that on some people. <laughs> Her wigs. Oh. <laughs> um, Silly, are you back? Hello, yes, I am. Then will you wear wigs, Eshka? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess when G asks that question, um... What question? Uh, what's the plan? Oh, that one. So, I... I don't know a lot of details, which is not necessarily helpful in this sort of situation. Um, but as far as I know, I think I'm the bait of this operation or something. Um, Veleman wants to kill his master, or at least get him out of the picture. Apparently, when I was under his control a year and a half ago, his plan changed from me being his next vessel and Veleman continuing to be his apprentice to be Veleman would be his vessel and I would be his apprentice. So Veleman doesn't want that. And to apparently the emotional volatility of the dark side is what makes his makes us in the force visible to his master, makes us more easily susceptible to his control, um, which Kiyama nods toward G. It will be important for you to keep your emotions under control as well there. Um, so I don't know to the extent of what that entails. I've been teaching him how to meditate and try and calm down. And the plans are in motion for me to end it. I don't know what that means. He said he'll meet us outside of the system, the Agamar system. So a plan is don't freak out, don't get emotional, and try not to get mind controlled. Cool, 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 cool. So, just so I'm understanding correctly, the plan is take away someone you have a very close and a personal relationship with. Deliver you to a person who uh, you also have a sordid past with, and expect you to just be super calm while defeating a Sith Lord. Is that a fair summary? Apparently, it is easier because I am, and she does the air quotes for Jedi, um, and easier. <laughs> um, okay. I don't really know if I'm the right Jedi for this, especially since I had been mind controlled by him before and i don't know how it happened i don't know if i did it i don't know if it was 
forced upon me or if I asked for it. What are, how, how confident are we that this is not a trap? Because for one moment, let's assume Velamin and Plagueis are working together. This is real bad, right? I have about a 5% confidence that this is not in some way sort of a trap. Um, it is almost certainly a trap for someone. Like I said, I think I'm the bait. I just don't okay. think it's a trap for us. Like, they had us, Velamin 1 captured us. He could have just lied then, but he followed through with it. Why let yeah. us go? Can I have a lightsaber before we get closer? <laughs> just in case. Yama is grinning Give from ear to ear with that. Give it back afterwards. I just... If we live through this, I'm finding you your crystal and we're making one. Awesome. And, um... Velamin said he would join too. <laughs> she snorts at that, just <laughs> laughs at the thought. Um, it continues to be my favorite thing, but that's how she is interpreting the situation. <laughs> truly, just go, let's go camping and make s'mores with Velamin. <laughs> um, yeah. You get a text from Velamin that just says, s'mores indicate weakness. Um, <laughs> Uncooked marshmallows solely. <laughs> He's totally the person that would stick his marshmallow in the flame to char it. Well, yeah, he just wants the marshmallow to look like him. All righty. So I'll say I don't know if it makes a difference, but I know Kiyama and G would probably, or Kiyama would see if G wanted to spar. Yeah, please. Um, see if I can get. Would that give us any boosts or something? Maybe I. Can if that is what you would like most. I oh right, your ribs. You said, there's one, my ribs, and two. I'd probably like to take this time to just lead you through maybe some different meditations that weren't the same meditations you did before you got mind controlled. I will definitely do that, and then I will also, if your ribs are hurting, I'll see if Colette wants to have a go. Colette, do you want to fight with the big scary blue lady with a laser sword? If she doesn't use her laser sword, sure. We can do the wooden dowels that I have. Oh no, they no, they were on the other ship. Damn it! Oh no. Yep. Um. Then I will kindly pass. <laughs> we have training. We had training sabers. Also, we can like, grind like sticks. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, G. You had a training in saber. Space. So uh, I would yeah, like... I did have a training saber. That's still around. I feel like I would I feel like... like some like metal bars lying around. It's an old hunk. Yeah, Quick question. it's true. Th- those Aren't... weren't load-bearing. <laughs> Aren't training sabers still... Like, they're not just, like, They're more like sticks. a cattle prod. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they steal a lightsaber, it's just less lethal. Yeah, yes. they okay. sting. It's just like so, a... So this is where I will pause and remind our dear listeners and my fellow players, because it's been a hot minute since it came up. Prior to meeting y'all, Colette, thought of the force and the Jedi as like fables, basically slash she knew it was real, but it was like weird and scary. Uh, And she's, you know, she's, she's chilled a little on that from uh, running with this group, but I still don't think she would want to wield even a training saber. I think that's a little much for her. It's like yeah, the, the, I, I feel like that would be like if if someone if someone walked up to one of us and was like, "Here, this is uh, this is your um, 
well, well, your lightsaber, like here's a, here's a training saber. And you'd be like, Oh, well, works. so, I mean, the, the impression I got, was that for Colette Jedi, we're sort of like deep sea Kraken, you know, like yeah. every, every once in a while, you'll see giant sucker marks on a sperm whale and be like, Hmm, that's suspicious. But it, there's a couple things that could be, but you always wonder and, and absolutely, then, if I end up in a world where a deep sea kraken is like, "Hey, do you want to fight with a training laser sword with me?" <laughs> I will yeah. absolutely say no. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, then, week G. If you're feeling up to it physically, I'll. Um, at the very least, I will be going through like my own. Colette can come vibe with me in the katas, and yeah, I will be doing practicing, and I'll do meditations with she. Yeah, do not smoke weed in the cockpit of the old hunk. <laughs> so I, she will also it's on autopilot, baby. <laughs> she, yeah, but you got to be ready to grab the, the oxygen. Wheel. That, that <laughs> oxygen is leaking out a little bit. She <laughs> uh, will also encourage uh, go up to Colette and Mia and say, you know, it's I don't think we know a ton about how exactly Plagueis body snatches but you can clearly do it pretty quickly and i don't know i don't know how force sensitive that gardener was that he just jumped into but you also might want to work on the meditations and the emotionless attitude because i know we're we're currently interpreting this as a kiyama is the bait but it's probably gonna be very bad for all of us if it's not any of the people near the front, but rather, let's say we have Colette in the back with a sniper rifle, and she's the one that Plagueis jumps into. So just food for thought. Enjoy your your herb. I'm always pro-truck. Let me know if you need <laughs> anything else. But what I would appreciate it if we took some time to at least meditate while you're under the effects. Colette has gone absolutely white at this suggestion. <laughs> but also, she's not wrong. We don't not know. Only, not only are deep sea kraken real, but they hunger for human flesh. That's the name of my next doom metal album. <laughs> That's a really good doom metal album name. I don't need your pity, Rebecca. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so um, I'm going to take a quick fiver here to recalibrate because we are going to arrive in Agamar after we do. Um, I'm going to say I, I will decide the skill we're going to use, but we're going to do some rolls to maybe get some benefits in upcoming sessions. Just, you know, as an aside, as a Thank you, benevolent DM. Oh, sorry, I'm just. Uh, trying to trying to get myself back in the headspace i found myself um thinking man this is going to be really tough i hope it works out for him and um i think i think i'm getting soft the new relationship or something like that i need to remember my cruelty uh because i'm i hate you guys and i want you to suffer is is how i should be approaching oh that this, just but... means you like us yeah <sighs> You don't want it. You don't want this to go poorly. Third movie in the trilogy is just going to be a an adventure movie where we just hop planet to planet doing fun force stuff with Belly. 
Yeah, something like that. All right. Um, the last uh, salient question, I suppose, is um, you guys were talking about what's the plan? Uh, are you at any point going to reach out to Velamin during transit? I probably will, yes. You sound so begrudging. You don't have to. No, I think no. I think it's something she would do, especially when we realize that we're going to get there three days ahead. Mm-hmm. Or at least our timetable is not exactly going to be 12 days. So yes, Kiyama is going to call Velamin. Okay. All righty. Um, let's see. First attempt is going to uh, just ring for a while. It seems like he has not yet uh, set up hollow voicemail. Um, but you do get a call back uh, several hours later. Actually, while you're in the bunk, your uh, your holographic disc is uh, beeping softly and flashing its light. How big is the projector when it turns on? Uh, it's it's basically life size. Oh, okay. I'm going to stumble out of bed and go to a like the hallway where it's not going to wake everybody else up. Sure. And I'll answer and blearily, well, hello there. Uh, he is wearing his uh, moth uniform and he's sort of uh, standing. Uh, he's got his arms crossed and he raises an eyebrow at you and your sleeping attire and he says, you rang. Yeah. Um, wanted to let you know we're Mia is a very good pilot. We're going to be there about three days ahead of time, or at least to Generis. That's good news. Was there anything else? Yeah. Um, Ronus, is he? He's fine. Is he with you or is he with your master? He's with me. And Kiyama will just visibly sigh with relief. He has been asleep for much of the time you've been apart. He is agitated when he regains consciousness. Yeah, wouldn't you be? No. And Kiyama snorts at that. Sure. He is agitated for unreasonable motivations. Like what? You. Me. And and Kiyama will just sort of look up at him and I've never agitated you. That's beside the point. Regardless... I will awaken him when you are on Agamar. There will be a team that you will meet with in orbit. They will have more complete instructions. I think Mia, at least, will find them to her liking. Okay. And what about this whole end it business? What does that entail? I'm gathering every ally I can to make a direct assault against my master. And you'll be there? Obviously. Kama smiles. Says, good. Let me know if you need anything. We'll be there in a few days. And I hang up. Nice. Beat him to the punch. Exactly. <laughs> she wanted to let him know how it feels for now. That'll be good. That'll... That'll keep morale up. Okay. Their weird back and forth relationship that they have. They just keep punching each other. One-upsmanship. Yeah. They're the two people in the galaxy worst at expressing feeling. <laughs> um, I will go back to sleep. Okay, then if there is, <laughs> thank you, Rebecca. Um... <laughs> oh, I didn't think you looked in the chat. <laughs> Generally, I don't. I the, for this exact reason to keep the peanut gallery <laughs> out of my head. Um, okay, uh, we're gonna have to cut my stammering and giggling out later on, Victoria. Okay. Sure. 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 
If you don't, I will. Don't make my life hard. Uh, to Generis and then to Agamar. The the portal in Generis is again a spaceborne portal, um, and the, another one that's just out orbiting a gas giant. Um, it's a simple matter to get out of it and then get moving through hyperspace again to Agamar. Um, so the the transition uh, from Ramamul to Generis is, I mean, you've gone through enough portals at this point that they, I mean, they're not, it's not like they mean nothing, but, um, you know, the, tra- the transition has ceased to become this magical, shocking thing and is increasingly becoming just sort of a fact of your life, which, you know, is maybe a little sad. But after the ninth day of travel, you're able to make it from Generis to Agamar. The system is teeming with true empire vessels. I mean, this is the the seat of true imperial power. This is the capital for all intents and purposes. Um, during transit, a transponder code was sent to you guys. It sort of understood that this is the transponder code that has the ship of the team that will be accompanying you. Um, hold on, let me rephrase that. This is the transponder code for the ship that has the team that you'll be working with. I need um, a computer's role from uh, literally anyone to try and cut through system chatter and uh, you know basically find the right license plate so you know who to meet up with and communicate with. Okay. Let you do it. <laughs> uh, Colette takes a turn at the console and it is going to stress you out, Colette. So I'm going to charge you a strain for that. Uh, I'm shocked. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, you guys are, you are <laughs> drifting slowly up to the hornet's nest in this system. So you don't have need- forever to find this. We need to put on our beekeeping uniform and quick. Right. Who's up? Who wants to take another crack at the computers? Oh, uh, I will. Um, and see my role that happened just before Colette's. Oh, there it is. Uh, all right. Four successes. Uh, three strain, though. I'm not going to charge you, or uh, three threats. I'm not going to charge you any strain, G. I'm just going to sort of keep that in mind and make something difficult later. Um, there is a sleek and absolutely beautiful piece of hardware that is like parked over one of the moons of the third planet in the system. Uh, Agamar, the planet is uh, the second planet of Agamar, the star. Um, the third planet is, uh, looks like sort of like, um, like a, like a rocky, barely habitable planet. If you had to take a guess, just based on the, sort of fascist nature of the true empire, you would suspect that this is some kind of like prison or punishment planet. Uh, but there is like a hand painted Cadillac, uh, that is floating above one of the moons that pings to the transponder code that you guys have. Um, that's the one. Take us in. Mia, I'm going to need a piloting space to, uh, fly casual. Oh, interesting. Oh no. Uh, no successes, uh, but four 
advantage. So you guys are approaching the third planet. You're kind of headed in slow, you know, flying casual, etc. When a a light on the console uh, crackles to life, and I mean crackles, the old hunk is starting to wear under the the paces you guys have put it through, and the light sizzles and pops as it lights up. And after a moment of being lit up, indicating that there's a message waiting, it explodes, uh, shattering the glass diode and leaving a smell of like smoke and burning pennies filling the cockpit. Somebody's trying to get a hold of you, though. Kiyama coughing is going to ask quickly, is there anybody on this in this ship that is not going to give us away with their face by answering this message. You can answer it with just voice. That's pretty, that is pretty standard protocol. Okay, then let's only answer it with voice. (laughs) Is there anybody on this ship who's not going to give it away with their voice nevertheless? Uh, Can I, is there anything that I can adjust about how I sound? Like, can I turn my whatever voice amplifiers I have up or down in a weird way? You want to pitch shift yourself? I would love to pitch shift myself if that's a if that's doable. Do you know what a nightmare this is going to be? In it's going to be great for editing. Yeah. Think about the think about the quality of this post production. I also and have people's mind. I also don't have terrible persuasion now. Fair. Um, who would like to step up to the plate? G, uh, I will say, give me a mechanics test to try and uh, pitch shift yourself. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, two successes. You've been pitch shifted. Uh, you may answer if you would like. All right. I will pitch shift myself a couple of octaves up. Uh, oh, say, octaves, he says. Yeah. Well, okay, hi so there. Well, it's fine. It's whatever is reasonable for two successes. Yes. I'm not. I'm not well, a hello there. sound person. He's yeah, going to be sounding like he's just spoke out of a helium balloon. Yeah, he's <laughs> going to sound a lot like a very trademarked rodent. Um <laughs> A, a a sort of a sort of cold uh professional sounding human voice comes out from the other side unknown ship identify yourself we are following the instructions that we were given that's not an identification i'm aware that's helpful but that would be enough kiyama's going to quickly <laughs> hang on hang on okay uh g give me a charm roll please I am going to suffer one strain and upgrade mm-hmm. my charm ability. Okay. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna chug some some alchemy. Uh, this is a new thing. This is just use, because I'm one with the world, living my ascetic life. Okay. Use, use a light side point. Also a good call. I'll use a light <laughs> side point as well. I'm, I I did both upgrades on my end. Okay. And we'll roll it now. Oh, thank God. Wow. Okay. Thank God. Uh, so with a despair die and an obstacle die in a two diff- in a three difficulty pool, um, G, you've gotten a single success. <laughs> how does this? <laughs> how does this shake out? I'm trying to I'm trying to visualize this. Uh, G and his uh, in the in their complete helium voice, not answering the questions of the uh, the fascist regime. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that's that just it, how it works. That kind of works for you people, right? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say that uh, that's that's kind of exactly where they're going. It's going to it's going to buy you some time effectively 
and and the like the, the the very cold professional voice uh seemingly caught off guard maybe by your bravado or your words says i see and the, and these orders were coming from who exactly okay. yeah i was like gesturing okay never <laughs> Uh, uh, sorry, you cut out there, unknown ship. Who are they coming from? Nope, don't say. Uh, the Grand Moth. Are there multiple Grand Moths? Give me an outer rim roll, G. No, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a ton of Grand Moths. The Grand Moth! Uh, suspiciously, the voice says, there's... I think you might be a little bit out of your depth, friend. There's no such thing as a Grand Moth. There's just the Council of Moths. That is, I guess, what they tell the you people. You're not really in the nothing. Every council need- has a hierarchy. <laughs> At this I'm point, gonna- Kiyama is going to sure. push G aside. And in... Oh, God. Let me think about what she... Mm. Push him aside and go, You are immediately demoted. I apologize for this inconvenience. We were sent by Corporal... Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm bullshitting yeah. this in my head, and um, I would have come up with a name, but uh, Corporal Corporal Oldish. Hausen, yeah, Corporal, Corporal. Hausen. Okay. He's required. We have a shipment coming into the moon. I think you would find he would be very frustrated if he was delayed. Here's our transponder code, and she's going to send over. Um, All right, uh, give me, give me a deception test. Okay. Let me see if I get and have to look at my powers. I haven't seen what I've had in a while. Okay. Um, I know I get stuff for this now. And I did not put it in my sheet. Sorry. No, where'd it go? All right. Add a blue dice. Mm-hmm. And I think I can upgrade. Sorry. I have saw on a bunch of different things. Um... And I'm going to add, I'm going to use my sense advantage and add two black dice to their skill checks, which is my sense advantage. Interesting. Okay. And let me just, there was one thing that I just want to know if I can do it with this. Let me see if it was this one. Um, oh, and that's coercion. Oh, and may upgrade difficulty of incoming charm, coercion, or deception checks once per rank of nobody's fool. So I guess add a blue die add to black die for her my sense yeah, advantage and then upgrade what's the, sorry what's the blue die from the blue die is from my neiman it's what i last bought for the neiman disciple i haven't used it yet um it is sense emotions add a blue dice to all charm coercion and deception checks unless the target oh. is immune to force nice yep all right so i've taken that into account they're not making a skill test and nothing's incoming on you you're making okay. a skill test so you get a blue die and you get a, a blue die from G's tomfoolery that granted advantage, even while okay. failing. I'm also going to use a light side point, and I'm saying that before you can say you used a dark side point. Well, I don't know that that's... Okay. Um, <laughs> it's how you've used it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm the GM. Well, that's fair. So we'll add a green die, and you can make your deception test. Oh my god. Uh, so that's a failure, but it's a lot of advantage. Uh, so you submit the transponder code for the old hunk. Um, I'm also telling Mia to go as fast as she can now. Yeah. Uh, there is a delay as you guys are, um, you know, you're still moving. Um, Mia, would you like to make a piloting space test and actually go fast? Or do you want to 
Do you want to not do that? Do you want to listen to Kiyama's advisement? Uh, sure. Okay. I'm going to spend a dark side point. Go ahead and make me a piloting space test. Interesting. Very interesting. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so there's a despair, a triumph, and two successes. All right. So you are going very fast. Um, things are getting complicated. So just hang on a second. Uh, you... <laughs> Uh, you are going very fast. Uh, the old hunk uh, chooses this moment um, to blow out a critical subsystem. Um, there is smoke billowing from the engine room and an alarm is ringing. Uh, but you're moving fast as hell. On screen, well, you know, overcomes the Imperial officer says, Unknown ship. Looks like you've been involved in a long list of crimes, and looks like you've realized that we probably know that, too. I'm gonna ask you one last time to kill those engines before we open fire. And through the viewport, you can see behind the shadow of the moon, there is um, a Star Destroyer that is rising up with its engines lighting up. It is at this moment that the Cadillac ship that you guys have uh, been asked to make contact with uh, is also going to light up and is headed towards you guys. Mia, I'm going to ask you to make one more piloting space. Um, So one success. There is another message uh, coming in there. Like the, the light that signifies an incoming message starts sparking and smoking again. And there's a pinging sound. Are you guys going to stay on the line with this true empire officer? Or are you going to want to get your other call? I'd say get our other call. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I can't hear you. There's someone on the other line. <laughs> We're going through a tunnel. All right, cut out. Okay. <laughs> um, on the other line is Eshka. <gasps> really? Really. I just scared Marla. <laughs> <laughs> Eshka, you and Akovea Ako- uh, have been waiting in the Agamar system for a few days now. Uh, you're transporting a crew of skilled professionals that I, I will not uh, discuss just yet because I'm going to wait to get into them. Um, on to another ship to meet with your old buddies. The plan that you have is extremely dangerous, but you're getting to talk to your friends again, so that's got to be exciting, right? It is. I miss them. Ring, ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. <laughs> Mia's going to pick up the phone. While driving at top speed with smoke coming out of the back of the car. <laughs> Listen, I never said she had brain cells. She's a solo. Let her live. Yeah, true. Too true. Mia, what do you say? What is it? <laughs> I mean, she doesn't know who's on the ship yet. I know, it's funny. Yeah. And I think the first, thing, the first thing out of Mia's mouth is, the ship is broken, we need your help. <laughs> Eshka, uh-huh. next, next to you, uh, Akoveas, who is uh, piloting the ship at this moment, uh, looks at you briefly and rolls his eyes. Um, then he rolls the ship uh, so that you guys can make a uh, belly-to-belly transfer, which will go faster than trying to do an airlock transfer. Perfect. Listen, Mia, we are coming up on your bottom side 
for you guys to hop on board. So, oh no, they're they're not getting on board my ship. Uh, We're going over there. Oh, no. uh, we are coming up I on like, your bottom side for me to hop onto your ship. I like you, kitty cat, but I like living better. I'm out of here. That is respectable. He just gives you a thumbs up. Um, so right, thanks. Good luck. Bye. Uh, so Mia, you are soon making uh, like a belly to belly transfer uh, with this very nice ship. Um, you have probably three more rounds before this Star Destroyer is in firing range of you. So you guys are going to need to work quick with everybody's favorite, a skill adventure. Oh, no. I'm a real quick float. Do we want to commandeer this other ship? That's kind <laughs> of what my thought was. <laughs> We're made. So that one isn't. That's two yeses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other ship's probably made now that they've docked with you. Yeah, that's a good point. Just looks nicer. It, it is nicer. <laughs> there is no two ways around that. Uh, the first skill test in the skill adventure um, is going to be a third piloting role from anyone uh, to stabilize the new two-ship configuration while the transfer takes place. I'm going to assume that should be a Mia pilot. Yeah, yeah. and uh, light side point. Yeah, we're going to light side point this shit. Okay. Pool is ready. Go ahead. All right, here we go. Ooh, I love seeing that. Yeah. That's a um, lot of successes. That is a lot of successes. Uh, I'm okay. very successful at what I do. So the ships are perfectly aligned and uh, pretty much perfectly stable. Um, so the way that this is going to work is you guys are able to essentially make two tests per round. Um, like I said, the ship starts firing at the third round. Um, so I would have the necessary four successes before then. Uh, that's, that's all I will say. Uh, Mia, the, the enormity of your success is such that you will, uh, be boosting people in subsequent rounds. Um, you, however, uh, again, I'm not going to add any strain to you, uh, but you do hear more uncomfortable crunching from the old hunk. Uh, and I'm going to guess that you guys are not all crammed into the cockpit, or at least if you are, some of you are like looking in different directions. Uh, anyone who's looking at the galley when this happens, uh, sees the lights flicker on and off uncomfortably. Uh, who would like to go next? And this includes Eshka. Remember, you can give me pretty much any skill as long as you can justify it. I would like to use... And if you want to nix this, let me know. But mm -hmm. I would like to try and use Knowledge Outer Rim to broadcast some sort of signal that won't necessarily succeed at getting them off our tail, but confuse them a little bit. Wait, so wait, wait. Those were, yeah, like those were our old transponder codes. Here are our new ones. Yeah. Here's our updated codes. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. I fucked up my multi-factor authentication. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I, was, I was originally thinking more of like a this is a this is a code two one three hold your fire kind of a thing, but I'm down for down for anything that lets me try and try and argue and knowledge out of ram roll. Sure, uh, I'm into that. I'm going to spend a dark side point. Cool. Go ahead. 
Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great news. Uh, so three successes. Um, you guys are in good shape. Um, what, what do you say, G? Like, what, what is the thing that you're going to try and uh, broadcast out there? Um, I think it might be... Uh, honestly, I'm a little frustrated at this other ship if I could have overheard any of the, like, any of the conversation. I don't know how easily I could have heard the, the person talking to Ashka. Uh, but I'd be like... Uh, no, no, this is a really sensitive... Uh, transfer code 312, we're operating undercover. Please hold your fire. Okay. Uh, I'm into that. Um, <laughs> I will say that there's a decent chance that maybe, while th- code 312 is probably not the, hey man, cool it, I'm an intelligence operative code, it might actually tr- uh, translate into something salient that will, um, you know, delay the inevitable mm-hmm. onslaught. Um, yeah, it's so like more that. more than anything. It's a confusion thing. Um, sure, I, I'm I'm hoping three one two is like if someone says code SOS, hold your fire, kind of a thing. It'd be like, oh, what what's going on uh, before they kill us? Yeah. Um. And over the console, uh, you know the once again the the <laughs> the the dangerous electrical fire hazard that is the the communications light once again ignites uh, with a shower of sparks and a puff of smoke. And you can hear uh, the... It seems like maybe the communications array is also degrading, um, but you can hear like the garbled voice of the Imperial officer. And this will be exciting to fuck up real good in post. Uh, but he's saying, Code 312, you're transporting dangerous biologicals? Yes. You're in danger if you attack us. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so it's at this point, Eshka, that now that the seal has been made, um, the the bottom hatches of both ships uh, have opened. Is anyone going to be in position to receive the team from the other ship? Or are you just going to let them pu- kind of pile on? I'll go. Okay. Uh, so you can be there. Um, you can make a test to assist them. There are going to be some familiar faces in there. Um, I would, I was thinking, could I use vigilance as just sort of like keeping awareness of the time, like move quickly, get everyone on board, scanning, making sure they're not like just cataloging faces. Sure. Uh, Yeah, it's a a little spurious, but I'll allow it. I am going to spend a dark side point though. Uh, And you can give me that vigilance now. Oh, shit. No. Um, so impressive. Uh, so a ton of advantage, um, which I'm again gonna just kind of dock or not dock, but like storehouse for you guys. There's going to be certain things that are going to go better in the future. Uh, I am going to say, uh, the three failures as you sort of try to like catalog faces and like keep track of everybody. Um, one, you're super excited to see Eshka. She's at the, like, at the top of the ladder, waving as, as soon as the hatch is open. Uh, you were also caught completely off guard by the person behind her. It's Chundar. Okay. And, uh, some amount of his guerrilla fighters behind him. Okay. Uh, but they are piling on board. Who is up next? Uh... Eshka and Colette have both yet to go, uh, so it's Rebecca any way you slice it. <laughs> well, Eshka is coming aboard. 
Mm-hmm. Eshka, the this is far and away the worst ship that you've ever seen your friends on. Uh, the galley That's is, a lot. A, yeah, and it's that is saying <laughs> a lot. Uh, the galley is a wreck. Um, the air is like filled with smoke and smog. You can see that there's like a crackling outlet on the uh, the 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 console in the cockpit. There is like a hologram of a an imperial officer that's kind of like warping and twisting in the air as the communication relay flickers in and out. It's a real it's a real fucking rush job in here. What did you do to this thing? You hear Kiyama shout from the back. We found it this way. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do this. I mean, I never knew yeah. you guys. Also, hi. Welcome back. And her eyes get very big and slightly damp. <laughs> anyway, let me fix things. All right. Would you like to make a mechanics test? I would love to, to assess what most critically needs some care mm-hmm. and then do it. Okay. Uh, one success. The electrical the electrical relays are about uh, five seconds from failure and this ship like just shutting off. Cool. Let's uh, tend to those. <laughs> yeah. So you just basically you just grab wires from unnecessary subprocessors. Uh, like in in twenty minutes or so, the ship is going to be really cold. Because, you know, life support is now is now going to be deregulated, but the electrical systems work and, you know, the plan and you guys aren't going to be on this ship in 20 minutes anyway. Cool. Uh, so you guys are at uh, after two full rounds, you guys are at three successes uh, this round. Um, Colette needs to make a check. And then Chundar is going to make a check. And if one of those two is successful, uh, you guys are going to have completed the transfer before you're in firing range. Okay. And you will be able to, uh, you know, make some actions while not getting shot at, which is always good. Okay. Um, So would you like... Chundar to go first, or do you want to kind of write a first refusal him with Colette, Rebecca? Um, let's get Colette's role done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what is she going to do to uh, help speed this process along? That is what I'm trying to figure out. Um, because she can't, she can't shoot it and she can't sneak past it. So, no, this might be a weird question. Mm -hmm. Um, could she use coordination to help assist others more swiftly board? Yeah, I think that that's great, actually. Cool. Oh, God. Wow. Um, she very... has good stats in that, too. Yeah, you just threw uh, a yellow, four green, and three blue. And across eight dice, got a, got a single success. Oh um, my God. which is impressive. Um, you got two failures overall though. So, uh, you're mostly just getting in the way right now, Colette. Like these, these people are kind of regimented. They know, um, they're kind of, you know, they're, they're very much creatures of their own routine and habit. And you trying to help them is just actually getting in their way. Some, uh, with an irritated, uh, guttural roar, 
Uh, Chundar turns around and he is going to be doing very similar, but he is using uh, athletics. Um, and that is going to bring you guys home. Uh, he's, oh. gotten a, he's gotten a triumph and two successes for you guys. Uh, so he is just hauling his people bodily up, like ignoring the ladder altogether, just uh, getting uh, fist and claws into into their jungle armor and yanking them up wholesale. And suddenly the galley is very crowded with his gorilla squad. Uh, but you guys have just in time uh, completed the transfer and you see the the belly hatch of Aquaveus' ship slam shut, and you guys can also close yours and be on your way. Uh, Eshka, here's the plan. You guys have an Imperial Force code. Not that's uh, not force as in the force, uh, force as in uh, the splicing term. You guys are basically able to force your way past the Imperial force field onto the belly of that Star Destroyer. And you're going to do it. Okay. When Eshka explains that, Kiyama's going to be like, look, I am so excited to see you, but we're going to do what? (laughs) (laughs) I will explain it again slightly more slowly. Uh, Can I get that in character? (laughs) Can can you... uh, The, The slow version? Can you remind me? Uh, sure. Uh, so forcing and splicing is basically like a um, uh, in slicing. Uh, slicing is hacking. Uh, forcing yeah. and slicing is basically like um, like you like using a backdoor or an exploit. Um, so you guys have a force code which will allow you to your ship to pass through the uh, the 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 barrier that um, all Imperial capital ships have that the TIE fighters can pass through easily. You know, you don't have to, uh, if, if you, if you're well engineered, you don't have to lower your force field anymore. You can just have passcodes that will allow certain mm. ships to get through. Yeah. And so that is just- relative, that is relatively new technology and therefore still very exploitable by seasoned and talented slicers and little gremlins like me exactly uh so yeah i just i just look at kiyama's blank look and i I hold up my hands and i say it's okay basically imagine that there are automatic that the that there is a big wall and she's like (laughs) like really dumbing it down (laughs) Like, imagine there's a big wall all around it, and there are doors in the wall, but they're automatic doors. Nobody's watching them because they're locked. But if you have a key, you can get through, and no one watches them because the only people who have keys are the people who are supposed to have keys because they're stupid. And we have a key, so we can just slide right in. Does that make more sense? No, yeah, the plan makes sense. It's just <laughs> suicide. They know we're here. Do you have a better idea? Uh, Chundar roars a, a few times. Like he, he is, he is communicating. He's not shouting. And one of his guerrilla fighters says, "We're ready for what's on that ship. We happen to know that that ship in particular." And he's pointing at the one that like is coming at you guys. Is lightly manned. It's just, it's just on patrol duty. 
it's not full of marines it's it only has sailors on it mia can you get us past if we bum rush them can you get us past their guns how confident are we in the capacity to fix our ship up like do is it fully fixed i mean, I mean <laughs> it's 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 not in immediate danger of stopping working as long as it's now. not going to stop working in the next hour, I believe in me. Uh, what about half an hour? Then I'll try to believe in me. <laughs> I love all of them. Okay, uh, so this is how this is going to work. Uh, Mia, you are going to make five piloting tests when I ask you to. Um, each one is going to be escalating in difficulty. Um... I will say, this is probably the hardest thing that you... This is probably overall going to wind up being the hardest thing you've done so far. So... How many light side points we got still? You got four. Great. Esh Eshka. Uh, every other round during that, uh, since Mia is going to be pushing the old hunk to the limit, you're going to need to make a mechanics test to keep things going. Um, simultaneously, somebody is going to have to make a computer's test. So, uh, you guys are hunkering down in the old hunk basically trying to keep it together with duct tape while Mia just presses the gas pedal and tries to avoid turbo laser fire sound good? sounds good sounds like just another day at the office okay uh, Mia punch Mia punches it pushing the gas pedal all the way to the floor uh, give me a piloting space please Mia <laughs> I hate it when that happens <laughs> oh good okay yeah yeah um that's a despair i see it it's right there bright red yep um so that's gonna be four successes in a despair uh so the mechanics test is the mechanics tests are gonna be more difficult um so i need a mechanics test right now fantastic triumph uh so the next piloting test is gonna be easier uh, so Mia, go ahead and make that piloting test now, please. I'd like to use a light side point. Sure. I'm probably going to empty out our light side points, y'all. Just so you know. I'd go for it. Do it. Go. Ho! All righty. Six successes. So at this point, you have drawn into uh, firing range. And you're, you know, you're swinging the old hunk uh, back and forth. You're doing loop-to-loops, uh, barrel rolls, very impressive things. But, I mean, you're a small target, and you're bum-rushing a capital ship. You know, not only is this, like, a crazy thing to do, like, your dad level of crazy, um, but also, th at this, this is the edge of their range. They're not, like, really super equipped to hit a ship this small at the range that you're at. This is shooting at other capital ships range. So um, I now need um, a computer's test, please. That cannot be Eshka, correct? It cannot be Eshka. It can be anybody else. Eshka is like in the engine room, hanging upside down over a furnace, trying to fix things. Oh my God, I missed her. Yeah. She will say... I I became a computer person while you were gone. Isn't, isn't that awful? And then succeed. Right. Uh, four successes. So, Ji, uh, you are you are not doing mechanics work, but you are doing computer hardware work. You are like 
replacing fans and uh, you know keeping a graphics card in the slot and things like that. It's not mechanics mechanics, uh, but it is mechanical-ish computer work. Yeah, hardware stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mia, I need another piloting test, please. Uh, I'm still using a light side point. Okay. Oh. Okay. I had not factored in your light side point yet. That's what that was. Okay, so that's going to be two failures and a triumph. Um, so you... Um, you are now drawing within range. Um, so what this means is that you have not successfully evaded their turbo laser fire. It doesn't mean that they have per se hit you, um, but you are drawing closer and becoming more and more of a target. So, yeah, they're going to hit you with one. Um, the old hunk, excuse me, has um, three points of ship armor. Uh, their turbo lasers have uh, ten uh, have one point of breach, so a point of ship armor is going to be ignored. The old hunk has fifteen wounds. Their turbo lasers do ten, so you're at eight out of your fifteen wounds right now. Uh, you take a massive hit on your starboard side, and your barrel roll turns into an almost uncontrollable spin. And Eshka, I'm going to need another mechanics test from you, as you were like screaming in the engine room, almost flung across the room. Oh, God. Okay. Um, you... <clears throat> with those failures, uh, you are, uh, like, over a furnace that, like... Um, or not a furnace. It's like uh, like a coolant repository, like a heat sink, basically. Uh, your leg is like wrapped around the lip of it as you're trying to repair a pipe into it so that the old hunk doesn't overheat. And with the hit, uh, as you go flying across the room, uh, you're going to take two wounds uh, of damage, not soakable. And also, uh, like the pipe that you were working on uh, is ripped out of, it, like, is under your wrench when you spin away and it's ripped away. The room is filling up with steam and the engine is like in danger of overheating soon. Uh-oh. I literally say that like hanging there. I'm like, uh-oh. Going pretty rough now suddenly, kids. Times. Is there something I can do to assist? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what do you have in mind? Uh, I don't have really good in anything but i can either be a second hand for eshka just like holding her in place while things are happening or handing her supplies or um i don't have great piloting space but if you know mia needed a co-pilot i could help out just something i don't know <laughs> is there some way that i can assist is kind you of you can what... do either of those what do you think kiyama would do she would probably go up to the cockpit and try and help Mia guide through the turbo lasers. Okay. Either, like try Sounds and use good. the force to help either indirectly move a bolt or something. Cause I know she did that before, but mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so here's what you can do then. Uh, give me a piloting space. And if you are successful, um, Mia will get a blue die from your assistance. Oh boy. I'm sorry, guys. This doesn't work. I'm using a light side point. You're using a light side point. No, gain... never mind. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fine. Oh, I succeeded for once. Okay. Uh, Kiyama is actually going to be helpful 
in the cockpit. Uh, so, Mia, uh, you're using another light side point, I would presume? I sure am. Okay. Um, please give me a piloting space. There we oh. go. We love it. We love it. All right. It. You love to <sighs> see it. Uh, so, the old honk is at pretty much maximum... It, it is at maximum acceleration. It's pretty much at maximum velocity at this point. Uh, you are very, very close uh, to this Star Destroyer. And maneuvering is starting to get difficult. Uh, you are, you're absolutely cashing in right now on your skilled jockey, as always. Uh, next round is going to be, I think, the first round since last movie that there's been enough obstacle um, to exceed it. Unless Eshka can kind of pull off a miracle here. Um, and you are like upside down approaching them from a crazy angle from below. And you can just at the edge of your vision, see like the blue square, um, like the, the force field that is your eventual target that, uh, you are going to try and force your way through basically. Uh, so this next round, we're going to handle a little bit unusually. Uh, so, G, I need you to make a computers now. Oh, I will do that. And as I'm doing that, I'm also just mm -hmm. going to loudly communicate with Chundar and Ashka. Mm -hmm. Also, I am glad to have you on board, but do not get excited about anything. Otherwise, someone might take over your body. Okay. <laughs> Okay. And uh, so, stay so, with your focus, knock that computers out of the park. Yeah. Uh, so, G, you're sort of like lightly holding on to the console uh, with your left hand to stabilize yourself, and uh, just being a um, an orange pillar of calm during this entirely out of control time. Uh, and most importantly, with that role, you've executed the force code. Uh, so you guys are going to be able to just punch through and land in their hangar bay, essentially, which is very important because the sky in front of you now is starting to fill up with TIE fighters that have been launched. Um, Eshka, I'm actually going to have you make your mechanics test, your third and final mechanics test now. Uh, to see if you can get the old hunk in any kind of functioning condition before this fifth roll. Um, and I'm going to give you a free upgrade uh, because Chundar is back in the room with you, essentially using his giant uh, furry muscles to hold the coolant pipe into place. So you don't have to worry about fixing that for the moment. Thanks, Chundar. Yeah, he's a real softy. <laughs> All right, are we are we ready to roll? Yeah, give me that mechanics test, please. Okay. Uh, th this time, I am I am going to inflict uh, you know strain on you. Uh, there, you're going to take two strain from that threat that is built up. Um, you you are working. You know, you're working against the damage that has been done to the old hunk. Um, I am going to say that you have repaired uh, three of the eight damage that has been done to it. Just basic system stuff and, you know, putting, yanking out fused bits and replacing the wiring and so on. Um, what your mechanics test has done, essentially, is allowed the old hunk to take a second hit, which it could not have done. And that might be Whew. very, very, very relevant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, now, for all of the marbles, it is the last piloting test of this sequence. Uh, Mia, I'm assuming you want to use the last light side point Do in the pool. Definitely. All right. It is set up. Please make that roll. Okay. And with a single success and five advantage, you shoot in in um, a crazy, almost impossible to parse parabolic arc, uh, skidding the old hunk across the hangar bay floor and uh, coming to a perfect stop just centimeters uh, from the wall of the bay, landing the old hunk in a smoking heap. I love everyone in this bar. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. Uh, and from where he's standing in the in, in, in the engine room with you, Chundar roars kind of mournfully and like he shoves the coolant pipe deeper into the coolant tank and walks out. And one of the guerrilla fighters says, yeah, it was a pretty rough ride, boss. <laughs> so you guys are on the on the air deck of this of this of this true empire star destroyer. Um, you have outfoxed them pretty heavily because a lot of their TIE fighters were launched to try and intercept you and just did not. So at this point, I will say that something you can do if you are very, very clever, um, you can kind of reverse engineer the forcing code to lock the TIE fighters out. Otherwise, at some point, they will start coming back in, and that might go bad for you guys. So, one computer's role that is going to be very, very difficult. Is anyone interested in making it? And I am spending a dark side point. I mean, it feels like a feels like it's worth a shot. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I would no agree. Risk, no harm in trying. <laughs> I love that attitude. Uh, who would like to make... <laughs> <laughs> Who would like to make the computers roll? Be Ashka. I volunteers tribute. All right, uh, Ashka, you get to do a super cool thing, and uh, use your new prosthetic hand mm. uh, to interface uh, with the with the control computer for the air deck. Oh yeah, hey kids, I got a, a computer hand. In in her mysterious off screen adventures. <laughs> Alrighty. Give me that computer's roll, please. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy again, shit, that was a hard roll. Against four despair dice, uh, <laughs> she pulls out two successes and, it, and an advantage. I love um, her. That's our little gremlin. This is, is. This, is, this is by far, the, me mechanically, this is by far the meanest I've ever been to you guys. Uh, oh, yeah. You guys are still. This is a very hard session. You guys are still weathering this storm uh, pretty admirably, I would like to say. Uh, so Eshka, using her fancy new hand, uh, interfaces with the computer much like a droid would with like the sort of pronged um, proboscis in the slot uh, that has no, <laughs> no Freudian echoes whatsoever. And uh, spins around a little bit. There's a couple seconds, and a like a sort of feminine computerized voice says, "Airbay lockdown," and 
the nothing changes, um, but Eshka, you know that the the external force field is in a complete lockdown. Uh, the TIE fighters are essentially stranded outside of the ship. I just smile at my friends and say, done and done. Oh, I missed you. Uh, Chun- <laughs> yeah, Colette feeling very let out. Uh, Chundar and his band of miscreants have moved towards the western end of the bay. Uh, he is roaring orders. It seems like most of them speak Wookiee and uh, so understand him. Um, they are gathering around the door where it looks like the man himself is uh, settling down some blasting powder or something like that. Like his, you know, his use of explosives is uh, almost as legendary and judicious as Mars. And uh, Eshka, it is time to fill your friends in on the last leg of the plan, which is what is going to be done with this Star Destroyer, which is specifically you are going to crash it into the surface of Agamar. Yep. And because I'm Eshka, I just say, all right. And now we crash the ship into the surface of Agamar. <laughs> Trust me. There are escape pods. It's going to be fun. Yeah, All exactly. Right. Yama just stares at Eshka. And who came up with this plan? Uh, it was Chundar's idea. Which idea will make you, or which answer will make you least mad? It I, was me. I, and I bat my eyelashes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess. Yama's just very confused by this incredible lack of subtlety, which yeah. she expected for some I mean, let's other not reason. Like <laughs> so what is next? Um, you guys, uh, since, since Eshka knows the plan, I'm just going to fill you guys in. You guys are going to move eastward and get control of the ship because Mia is the best pilot among the crew. Uh, Chundar and his gang are going to move westward and secure the escape pods. Then I will start quickly, but not in a rush, walking east. Alrighty. The door is here. I have sort of uh, outdented. Um, yeah. Hang on Ooh, one neat. second. Yeah. Um, hang on. For what it is worth, if I am in, if I am next to it, I can see through it. I don't know if that is intentional or not. Yeah, you should be. Um, I would like it if uh, those. Oh, here we go. Here's the same. Yeah, it's All not right. a not a exactly the most fun hallway that I've seen. Yeah. Um, can you guys refresh the page, please? I'm going to, as we start moving towards that door, use sense mm-hmm. to just try and sense how many individuals there are. Sure. Uh, give me a force like roll, what, please. What we've got. No, we're... Hmm. I lost my visuals. Oh, wait, no, there we are. There we are. Okay. Uh, force. Oh, I lost my page. Okay. Okay. Two light side pips, three dark side pips. The two light side are all I need. Okay. Uh, what's the range on it? I believe that will get me to... Oh boy, where'd it go? Two range bands? Uh, Yes, two range. All right. Uh, there are four individuals. Okay. And how? what's the distance of a range band on this one? Four squares. Okay. So they're... Okay. And I'll just, I guess, mutter to everyone, there's four people out there. Um, uh, these doors have been locked down. Uh, we can try some skullduggery, maybe, some computers. If VC20 were here, he could potentially charm the door 
Uh, how would you like to get in there? Asher, this door is locked. <laughs> Can you make it not locked, please? Let's find out. I should probably move my tokens. Mm-hmm. You have so many people to babysit now. I do. All right. Trying to unlock doors would be computers, right? Uh, computers or skullduggery. Uh, let's go computers. Okay. I'm going to spend ah! a dark... Yeah, you got it because there's no difficulty. I'm going to spend oh. a dark side point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got really excited. <laughs> yeah. Let me know when it's ready. Yeah, try that again. Okay. Okay. Feels like we kept the roll. <laughs> uh, no dice. Uh, the the computer here is much more primitive than the one you're used to. You once again extend your hand, proboscis, which is a very gross sentence. Um, you uh, you feel up the door a little bit, but it doesn't really do much for you. Oh, that's a good lock. Yeah. Uh, one of the gorilla fighters shouts over, "Hey, you!" Uh, you need some blasting powder? Have a little trouble? Yes. Sure. Um, they run some powder over to you guys. Um, there, there's some talk amongst them, and you can hear Chundar roaring and kind of recalibrating. Uh, basically, you wind up using almost like painter's tape to uh, hold it in a kind of strategic position along a seam in the door. And there's now two of them. And to get the uh, blasting, like the detonator, within range for both of the bla- both of the blasting caps, Chundar is just standing on the force field uh, with his like dark black furry barter, dark black furry body, kind of hanging suspended over the void by this blue shimmering field of force, and he roars in sequence what is clearly kind of a countdown so you guys are learning some wookie numbers and uh i do want to point out you guys are very close to the door i would recommend being a little bit further away and there is an explosion on either side both of the doors are dropped and on either side you can see multiple true empire fire teams they are ready and waiting for you. Oh boy. And we will pick up the battle to crash the Star Destroyer next time. <laughs> Everything is fine. Are we sure we can't just like go attack them now? We can't keep playing? Next time. No. Oh. We are going to change maps because we are now in the interior of the Crocodile Star Destroyer. Alligator. Yeah, uh, you guys, you guys were driving a Chevrolet movie theater. <laughs> oh my god! Game Daddy is sleepy. <laughs> <laughs>